my God, what a special episode we're about to have. What a special episode. What a special mini podcast? Yeah, mini. mini. Po- that could be a thing. Mini podcast. It's the end of the year. It's time for countdowns. Year of list. Best of list. Yes. We're totally not recording this the day we recorded um, our most recent podcast. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. not no, doing no, no, them back no. to back and Guys. releasing them weeks apart. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess this, today, this week, we're going to be going down our top five favorite songs of the year. Yes. That's the plan. Yes. So I've made a top five list. Matt Steele has made a top five list. I made a top five list. There's definitely more than five songs in my top five <laughs> list. Of course there is. You got to have your honorable mentions and like a couple ties or, you I, know. I think that's fair. But um, I'm wondering how much overlap we're going to have in these. I, there's definitely going to be one overlap. I feel like without a, Without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So do you want to start with number five? Your I guess five? I'll start. Well, first of all, I want to give like, do you have any like honorable mentions that like didn't quite make the top five? I mean, I have some that'll come up just like other songs by the same artist. Like I picked one song per artist. So I wasn't going to give you like eight Taylor Swift songs. I know that's so, <laughs> you know? it was so hard. Cause like she came out with a lot of great stuff. She right? did. So when we get to her, I'll talk about the other songs I want to talk about. Okay. It sounds good. That's fair. Um, so I just want to give like some honorable mentions. Like okay. my number six and seven were uh, never really over by Katy Perry. Oh, that's Excellent a great song, honorable right? mention. Absolutely. A great song. Great song. It was like back to form Katy yes. Perry, a song that you could really just spin around as a, like a psychopath. Yes. I too. feel like outside of her work with Dr. Luke, her work with Zed has been the most consistently good. So I okay. hope they, she keeps working with him. And was do- what was Dr. Luke? Like what Dr. Was- Luke was like Teenage Dream and uh, uh, Prism too. But I mean, those, that, yeah, it's a great. Time. They were like, <laughs> yeah, but they time. were they were musical soulmates before his whole you know thing. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so Zed was never really over. Zed was never. I really did not over. know that. Yeah, yeah. That's Information I didn't know. Good job, Zed. Good job, Katy Perry. And they did a song together called 365, which I also liked. But that okay. might have been top of this year as well. Sorry, go on. Okay, cool. Um, another honorable mention is this song called "Looking for You." That's on Fantasia's most recent album. It's a song mm. featuring a woman by the name of Mama Diane, who's really great. Um, a beautiful, simple song. Okay. I, you know, I love Fantasia when she sort of like mishmashes genres. And yes. It's, it's, it's not like an obvious like mishmash genre, but you listen to it and you're kind of like, huh, this is sort of, it has like, it's like a ballad with a beat kind okay. of moment. It's really, really great. Um, Really, really beautiful. My favorite song on her most recent album, Sketchbook. Mm. You know, I love Fantasia. Yes. Uh, but if we're getting to top five. Top five. To top five. My number five is a song that should have been a bigger hit and is a fucking classic. Okay. And that song is Ariana Grande's opus, Break Up With Your Boyfriend, I'm Bored. <laughs> like, what an It was a big song. hit. It was but a big it hit. It should have been a bigger hit. It, it should have gone number one. It should have been a It should have been a bigger hit than Seven Fucking Rings. I know, but Seven Rings was getting, you know, taking all of that heat right off of Thank You Next, which was so huge. I like, know. it was riding the wave. I, I agree. I, I riding I the wave. Per- and like, Roger and Hammerstein, you can't go wrong. They're the greatest songwriters of all time. But. Are they Mariah Carey? Uh, they are Rogers and Hammerstein. Oh, so they're not. Okay. Uh, but no, I agree. I think Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored is better than Seven Rings by a mile. By a mile. Oh my God. What, what a, a song. fun song. Uh, I love that Candy it co-wrote it because of it makes me that sample. That sample is so good. I remember looking life. at the t- the track listings and being like, there's a song called Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored. Like, I know. What, what is a this? great title. And the music video, I was just like at the end, she's like about to kiss the girl and it's like, and it's like, okay, that's a little gimmicky, but like whatever. I know. But it's like, yes. <laughs> it's so I great. Think it works. Ariana did everything. Everything right this year. I would have rather this be the big hit too versus yes. Seven Rings, but and what you know, a good album! It's a what a album. really good, a, a solid album. all the way through consistent yes. album. Like there's like one or two songs that like are just album tracks. And like, yeah, everything sounds really, it's really great. What yes. a good album! Uh, yeah, break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. Classic. Love it. My number five of uh, the year. All right. Well, my number five of mm-hmm. the year is uh, by an artist who uh, came out as gender 
non-conforming, I believe, this mm-hmm. year. Uh, Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. They released a song entitled Dancing with a Stranger with our queen, Normani. And I, it's one of those songs that I feel like has been a slow burn for me. I liked it when I first heard it. I think it's deceptively simple. Like you think like, oh, this is just sing-songy and like very straightforward and like nothing's really happening here. But I feel like it's, you know, I love a sad dance song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it is layered. I just love hearing Normani on a song with such a strong melody. Because as much as I love motivation, that is more like a catchy, fun bop that is behind the greatest music video we've, we've seen in years. Mm-hmm. And this is like a song, like a very beautifully written, beautifully pr- pr- constructed pop song. And I just hope she has a lot of those on her debut record. It also just got me more excited for what she's going to do. Like her uh, collaboration with Sam Smith and then her collaboration with Khalid just makes me feel like, okay, Normani. Wait, hold on. So is it a Sam Smith song or is it a Normani song? It's Sam Smith Sam- featuring Normani. But gotcha, it's like a duet. Gotcha. Like Norma- have you heard it? Yeah, Normani. I have singer. not heard it. No. What? I haven't. I've never listened to a Sam Smith album. Well, this is this was his single. So, like this was the single. I... I wow! Did you, have you heard "How Do You Sleep"? Of course, I have. Yeah, I've heard that. One. I think this one's bigger. Really? Yeah. Maybe I've heard it maybe like yeah. in the background in the ether, and I just haven't been paying attention. I think to so. It. It's a it's a really lovely song. I advise. You okay, to if you to say it. it's your number yeah. five, then it's a, I, it's I trust a great you. One. You, have, you have good opinions. I, I mean, do. you know, I can be a basic Betty sometimes about music, but you go deep. <laughs> I do. You go into the deep cuts. I, this is not a deep cut, though. <laughs> this is literally a radio. It's hit. a deep cut in my world. Okay. <laughs> it's not a deep cut. They weren't playing it at my club. Okay, it's a great song, and I it's worthy of the number five spot. All right, I trust you. Um, my number four is going to be our overlap. It's Cruel Summer. Okay. <laughs> by Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, yes, it is an overlap. What a w- wonderful, perfect song. I'm I sure mean. you will have a lot more to say about it. So we can just go to your number four. Is it only your, your, um, is that the only Taylor appearance in your top five? Of course not. Oh, I only do one per artist. <laughs> I know you have. You're, oh. Because you know you're, you know more. <laughs> you have more music in your ethers. So I, I was thinking this was going to be our overlap, my number four. Uh-huh. But I think you prefer it. I like it, and which is why it's number four. But uh-huh. Carly Rae Jepsen's Want You in My Room. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming. We're going to be talking about it a lot later, I'm sure. But... She and Jack Antonoff really knocked it out of the park with this one. I feel like it is so interesting. It's so melodic. It's so fun. I love the robot vocals. It's so weird, but not just for the sake of being weird. No. Oh, my God. It is the perfect balance between weird and commercial, and it is... It's thrilling. It's thrilling. And so short. Yes. And every... I I wish it was 10 minutes long. But it doesn't feel, like, underdeveloped. Like, it feels... in every stanza is like a different twist and turn every you know part of the song whether it's the first the chorus the you know bridge breakdown it's just it's great. and it feels so her like yes. it doesn't feel like oh Carly we're doing something crazy it, no. it's, it's crazy but it still feels like her and it's just like oh, Carly I know Carly <laughs> like, better work Carly I tell everyone I tell all the straights I work with I'm just like no guys you don't. and they're just like oh like the call me maybe girl and I'm just like no guys come, I know she's gay famous only gays love her yeah, but we do it's so interesting I feel like so of funny. the gay famous people she's by far my favorite like oh my I, god yeah no offense to any Charlie XCX stands out there but I just like don't I, care <laughs> <laughs> or Kim Petras, who I did like a lot of her songs, but then when she came out and said she loved Dr. Luke, I had to jump off board. It's hard. It's I, hard. I did listen to uh, Kim Petras because everyone was talking about that Halloween album. How did released. you like it? It's good. It's fun. Nice. The part two I like better than the part one. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. There's a song that's just like, there will be blood. You're going to die. Oh, my. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. <laughs> it's it's really fun. It's aggressive. Um, yeah. So my number three, I think like should also be a classic. Mm. It's Brown Skin Girl. Oh, from the Lion song. King, uh, the song. gift by Beyonce. Live, eh? What an album that whole thing is! And I, th- I feel like Brown Skin Girls 
the most commercial song. I think it's the most well-known song at this point. I would like, say it so, kind of yeah. went viral. Like I feel like there were a lot of videos of black mothers with their daughters like mm-hmm. singing along to the song, and it's beautiful. And there are other songs on the album that you know you could go into more depth about. Brown Skin Girl. There's such a simplicity to it, and yes. everything, but still, it it works. It hey. just it just works. It's beautiful. It's lovely. We're gonna hear more about this album later from Matt Palmer. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you know that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if no, you Brown, can tell. Brown Skin Girl. I think has the number three slots. I in love my, that in my list. I love that for you. Yeah. All right. Number three for me. What was my number three? My notes app closed. Sorry, guys. Um, mine is my favorite Ariana Grande on Ariana Grande song on her album. Mm-hmm. It's a song entitled "Needy." Needy's great. Needy is so wonderful. I feel like. Um, I think it's so interesting how she starts the album off with those two ballads, Imagine and then Needy. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like Needy. In a world full of impatient little children. Yes. We're she gonna, starts both two songs, two like balladies. Yeah, like, we're going to make you wait till the end of the album to get the songs you heard on the radio because yes. I am depressed and I want you to hear about it. Yes. And I mean, I feel like just as a conceptually, like who does not have that feeling? Like, yeah, sometimes I can be needy. Way yes. too damn needy. Oh, I am the definition. <laughs> Darling, <laughs> I'm the definition of annoying as hell. I always want, like, whenever I go on a date with someone, I'm always like, FYI, like, I'm annoying. <laughs> and they're just like, no, no. And I'm just like, oh, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, that you warn them. I warn them because I talk a lot. I always chat, 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 I mean, give, and give my opinions. I think that's allowed. I think you're allowed to give your opinion. I what people am. like about you. Also, with this, I want to know more about this album and how it happens so quickly after Sweetener. I mean, I, oh, <laughs> my phone is, uh, just typing out what we're saying. What? <laughs> I don't know why. Um, do we? Do, it's, it's, does it sound great? Does it, it doesn't look great? look great. No. Are we saying great things? Um, yes, I think a lot of it from what I've heard from her in interviews, she's like, I was drunk and high the whole time I was making this album. I don't remember a lot of it. I just was so depressed and I just had to get it out of me. This album, man. She just, because I mean, it was six months after Sweetener, right? And she just like went to the studio and was going through a lot of emotional hardships, obviously with the whole Mac Miller thing and her divorce. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not divorce her, uh, broken engagement. So she just was going through a lot. And, you know, on top of that whole Manchester bombing, which happened the year prior, it's just like this oh, girl, God. for someone so young, has just been really put through the ringers. And I think this album is so good top to bottom. It's so uniquely her sound. And I think Needy is such so emblematic of that. I will say NASA is also up there for me. NASA it's like is favorite excellent. song on the album. It's so good. It's so, so yes. good. And I feel like I read somewhere that she didn't like the song. And it's like, oh, Ariana, your taste. <laughs> like, this song is excellent. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, those are my. That is a, an honorable mention for me because I think NASA is. It's so great. I, I always listen to NASA. It's a great song. Yeah, that's one that sort of like pops up on my shuffle the most. I feel. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't skip it. I know. How yes. how could you? NASA. Yes. NASA. Yes. Yes. We love. Yes. I'm a neat space. <laughs> uh, so my number two is a song from an album we did not really discuss. That we talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but we did not make a video of it or anything. Okay, the Madonna album that came out this year has some choices. That they don't always. There's a, a song called uh, "What's It Called?" Party with drunk people. I I, I blocked it out of my I memory. Really. It's, <laughs> it's 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 it. There are some moments that are rough. I heard the first single off the album, uh, "Madagine." I think is actually really good and you don't like it at all. I don't know. I think it's really fun. And I mean, what's his name is so hot. It's I mean, that's the thing. Maluma, that, are you just liking the song because Maluma is so attractive? Because he opens his mouth and I'm just like, like, oh, oh, this I, is perfect. I'm just, I've melted into a puddle. No, but I think the song is actually really fun. I don't know. The one, two cha-cha-chas are a little rough, yes. but I, I don't know. I like it. But there's a song on the album that is a fucking slapper mm-hmm. is just nuts and amazing. 
and it is called Faj Gustoso. I do love that song. What a classic. I need to re I have no idea what's happening because it's all in Portuguese, but. It's wonderful. <laughs> I don't speak Portuguese. I forget. I put it into Google Translate once. I forget what Faj Gustoso means. Let me, um. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me get on my Google Translate. But it's featuring an artist called Anita, who's a Brazilian artist. And um, I was actually in uh, Denmark at the time this album came out. And I met a guy at a club who was from Brazil. Mm. And he told me, he was like, yeah, we're really excited uh, about the new Madonna album because one of our a really great artists from uh, Brazil is featured on a song. Um, and... And we're just like really excited about it. I and love it. I listened to the song and I, I have this guy's, uh, or no, I followed this guy on Instagram and I messaged him on Instagram. I was like, uh, just so you know, this song is the best song on the album and it's it's absolutely insane. Hold on. My Google Translate isn't really working. I will get with the end of the Two Gay Mats, uh, this podcast, I'll tell you what Faj Gustoso means. I'm excited. Guys, listen to it. It's just so great. It is great. And I need to re-listen to that too because I feel like a lot of that album I didn't love and so I just haven't revisited any of it. But I do I do remember very much liking that song. Yes. And then, wait, was that your number three or your number two? That was my number two. Okay. Yes. My number two, uh, you spoke about moments ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cruel Summer. There's so much that I have already said about Cruel Summer. It is so excellent for a myriad of reasons, but I will always go back to the bridge. I think that chanty, what a bridge! Uh, like we're getting chanty, we're getting specific. Where it's just the Taylor Swift we all know and love. I feel like if there's a blank space on the album, it's "Cruel Summer." Uh, the honorable mention for me from this album was "Cornelia Street." Mm. I think it is just a gorgeous, gorgeous ballad. I just, I mean, we said it in the video, but I can't say it enough. I love the return to the specificity, the return to like we're the getting storytelling. Yeah, the storytelling. The, it's the, like. You don't see this relationship happening in front of you. Yes. You don't have to be doing country music to tell a story in your songs. And she took that on. And I really appreciate it. My favorite thing about Cruel Summer is how it's so breezy yet hard at the same time. Like you dance hard around your room. Like you're just spinning and spinning. And it it feels like you're falling in love. (laughs) It does. Like it's it's just you're just I just sway and move. (laughs) I just just, it feels so breezy. It works with the 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 vision of this um, era, mm. like the, the pastels and it, it just works so well. And the fact Very that she song. could rhyme ooh, wow, wow with cruel summer is, and not have it sound stupid is brilliant. I clearly am still in, even though that rhyme makes no sense. I still it love makes it. no sense None. when it, but when it works, that's the thing with like art. It's just like, well, it might not make sense. It might not follow the rules, but like when it works, it works. Exactly. That rhyme works. That song works. That song is incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. A plus. A plus. All right. Who comes in at number one? Oh, it's a tie for number one. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, guys, but I had to do it, especially because, like, I find the songs so similar, and you don't find them that similar. I don't. But obviously, we've talked about it before. Carly Rae Jepsen, I Want You In My Room. I don't know what to say about it. It's the best song of the year, tied with... Taylor Swift's I Think He Knows. Just the two happiest, pure joy mm. moments of, like, have, of my year have just been dancing around those songs to my, in my bedroom. I mean, that's those are great songs. Listening to it and just like like feeling like, oh, I'm in love, even though I'm totally not in love. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, I, I just, you're brought back to like those moments. That's amazing. I, I don't know. They're just so silly and... It, they they inv- evoke the silliness of falling in love, mm. which I really, really love. That's true. And not every song does that. That's kind of a unique take. Yeah. Falling in love in a pop song. So. And it's like quirky yeah. and funky. They're both so good. 
And there they're both. Oh, so they had to both tie for number one. <laughs> I had to say you couldn't couldn't push one down. Yeah. And before you get to your number one, I looked up Faj Gustoso okay. on my uh, translate yes. app on the app. Uh, it means it tastes good. <laughs> all right. It tastes good. It tastes good. So guys, all these songs, Faj Gustoso. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number one was also mentioned earlier. Find your way back. Mm-hmm. What can I say about find your way back that I didn't say in that video? Probably nothing, except that I, it's just a song for all time. It is her. Everything is everything. I think it is musically, lyrically, sonically. Just it, I love how driving it is. I love how up-tempo it is. I love how mellow the vocal is. Uh, I love how, you know, it's like she's gotten to the point in her career, obviously, where she's not trying to... Uh, impress anyone she's not trying to like do too much vocally or do too much anything it's like no I have a message and like if you have to lean in listen to me whisper out my message it's yeah. you're gonna hear it like because yeah. it's important and uh the way that it ties back into the Lion King as a film I just think it's such a freaking triumph and it is um awful to me that this was not a single or a hit because like the world needs to hear this song like this should like to me I, I guess the sound of the album is not as commercial in the U.S. but like who doesn't like an African backbeat, an up-tempo? That album is it's was so just wonderful of an album of the year nomination at the Grammys. Like, completely. really, what a feat. What I a triumph feat that, that it could have gone so wrong. The right. fact that it's just like, oh, I'm going to tell my own story of The Lion King. And right. it's like, ooh, what? Like, this sounds cheesy and weird. But the fact that she made it so good and so artistically sound and yeah. so... The exciting and, and different and unique and yes. unlike anything she had done before right. like just topping herself once again raising the, the queen girl you've done it raising <laughs> the bar for us once again as Michelle, Michelle Obama, Obama I love it uh, yeah. yeah no I, I think the honorable mentions uh, from Beyonce this year outside of Find Your Way Back would be Mood Forever just great because song. that like song rap she does in the middle of it is so freaking great I always rewind it's like the burn of Hamilton I just mm-hmm. rewind it every time uh, and also her cover up Before I Let Go on the Homecoming soundtrack I feel like I did not give it as much love as I should have in our initial review and I apologize for that but I've been listening to it a lot I mean since. so much was happening at that time that's the thing there was so much there was so much <laughs> so once I got a chance to sit down and listen to it and listen to the Frankie Beverly and Mays cover I just know how amazing it is and it should be at every barbecue you ever have so if you have a barbecue plan throw on some Before I Let Go Beyonce Beyonce's done so much for us this decade. She has. We should have done. We should do a. Ooh, maybe we could do this for our main channel, like best songs of the decade. Ooh, ooh that would be. That'd oh, be tough. That'd be tough. We could do it though. We'd be fighting on in that video. Of course though. we would. I mean, <laughs> of course we would. <laughs> um. All right. So, do we want to do a mini uh, mailbag moment and like see? Because we have like three more questions. Yes, we do. Right? We have some like extras. Hold on. Let me go to our. Uh, Sorry, I, I forgot. Sorry, I wasn't. I didn't know we were doing. No, that. that's okay. I, I forgot. Well, I, I forgot that we were. I knew we were doing this, but I just forgot. Um, so this is a mini email, my heart. So we're going back through our emails at twogaymats at gmail.com. That's two spelled T W O. Make sure to send us something. Send us questions. Send us comments. We love them all. And today we're going to be answering one of your questions in the inbox now from Jordan. Jordan says, "Hey guys, Jordan here. Big fan of the podcast slash channel. Thank Quick you. Quick question for Matt Steele. Uh, with all the precursors that announced this week, Golden Globe, SAG, etc. What are your current winner predictions for the above the line categories at the Oscars? I honestly, it's either going to be The Irishman or Parasite. Um, uh, for Best Picture? Best, I mean, The Irishman is by far and away the lead for mm. Best Picture. Um, but I really think that Parasite could possibly sneak in there and... It would be kind of, it's something that I feel like everyone, it's a, a movie that universally everyone loved. Right. It came out in theaters, 
which uh, I mean, the Irishman came out in theaters, but still there is a bias against Netflix amongst yeah. many producers and artists that are members of the Academy. So that could end up hurting the Irishman. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I it's either it's between those two. Which I mean, would you prefer win? They're both excellent. Okay. So I, I seeing the parasite win would be really cool mm-hmm. um, just because a foreign language film has never won. Um, and a lot of people feel that Roma was very robbed last year. And I really w- would have loved to have seen Roma win Best Picture last year as well. Um, but I, yeah, it's between those two. I mean, 1917 might benefit from the preferential ballot, mm. um, but war movies really are not the thing anymore. Oh, that's, okay. that's very much an 80s, 90s thing that, that like they won Best Picture then. And, and so I don't. I mean, possibly it hasn't come out yet. It's mm. one of the few that has not come out yet. So I think it's between the Irishman and Parasite. Same with Best Director. Uh, I, I mean, I I see Martin Scorsese winning Best Director. Again. Yeah. I don't see how he wouldn't. I mean, this is considered like a huge triumph for him. So yeah, those are kind of the above the line categories. All also, right. like Renee, if Renee doesn't win, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So and a question for you, Matt Palmer oh. from Jordan. Have you seen Parasite yet? <laughs> I haven't. I'm sorry. I was going to, but it's not playing in a lot of places, and you know, I've been busy. Yeah, I would it, like to. It, it was out months ago. You right. missed your chance. I just you got to watch it on the t on the TV. All right, well, tell me when it's available. Yeah. I want to watch it because I hear I've never heard a bad word about it. So it's excellent. I it's it's just fun. Like yeah. it's it's so unique, so different. It it's funny. It's kooky. It's big and dr- like campy and dramatic. Right. It's it's just a lot of fun while still having such a clear artistic vision and being. You know, so sound as far as that goes. So well, it would just be a fun win if that one. Yeah. But you should see it. Okay. And it's not that gory. Okay. That <laughs> makes me nervous. There, there are like a couple moments where, you know, like close your eyes for a second. I will. But that's it. It's not like banking on gore. Okay, anything. good. Because, you know, I don't like that. You don't like that's that. No, you've, you've seen gorier okay. by a mile. All right. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, All see, right. I, I decided to do the... Um, movie question for the music video and for the next one there's a music question wow what a thinker you are I am you know I gotta give it diversity on the it's true it's true it's all about diversity here at 2Gay Mats absolutely it really is it really is look at us true black white gay gay all of the things yeah well some of the things (laughs) (laughs) well just gay isn't really diverse because we're both gay yeah but most people are straight yeah, but like in the world of the pot, in this room, there's not diversity as far as sexual, sexual orientation goes because we're both gay. Yeah, but yeah. It's cool the show's be. called It's Cooler to Be Gay. It is cooler <laughs> to be gay. Guys, it's cooler to be gay. If you take anything into 2020, know that it's cooler to it's be cool. gay. I mean, I think this decade we've established. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially ever since Glee went off the air, the gays have been cooler and cooler every second Absolutely. since. Absolutely. <laughs> there was a time where there was a dick. And I was like, Oof. <laughs> We're singing Raise Your Glass all together in an auditorium. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> and um, we'll be back next week with another mini top five 2 Game Mats podcast. Bye. Bye.